Why would a vendor not want to open their property up to more people across more markets all over the world? Hi everyone, welcome back to Property Chat with Lockie and Matt, powered by RealHub. And today we have a really special guest, Damien Cooley, the director of one of Australia's largest independent auction houses, five times winner of the block. And Damo, I think 11 times you've been on that now? Yeah, five out of 11 is probably not a great uh, strike rate, but um, <laughs> winning it five times has been, has been really good for my career and been great to be part of the show. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of people uh, listening uh, or watching, I should say, have seen Damien with the orange tie uh, on, on the block and also, you know, on many, uh, many of the, the major news networks, you know, quite high profile across the city. I guess, Damien, and for most of our listeners, can you give everyone a little bit of an idea of your background just so that everyone knows who you are? Yep. Um, I usually wear a white shirt and orange tie, so I've mixed it up today and I've gone the big, bold blue uh, chalk stripe shirt. So there you have it. Um, but look, I, I've been auctioning for many, many years. We started our business in 2003 and that was when I actually left school in 98, got into leasing straight into property management after that and became an auctioneer and we opened our company in 2003. So the auctions have been an exciting business for us. All we do is conduct auctions. I'm going to say all we do. We are auctioneers, so we don't actually get involved in the listing of property or the managing of property. Uh, we are in the property industry, but we just conduct auctions. And our clients are real estate agents and uh, sellers. Um, and our goal essentially is to, to do a great job for the owner of the property uh, at the same time as, as doing it in the most respectful way to the buyer. So I guess to give people a bit of an insight into our company, we... In the peak of our uh, career, we were calling circa 6,000 auctions a year. Um, the market's come off a little bit from those numbers now, but you know we would expect to be calling anywhere between four and four and a half thousand uh, auctions. So we're doing good volume. I think, in fact, my biggest year that I ever had, I called 2,200 or 300 properties myself. Um, I think it might have been 2,300 and something. So yeah, a lot of auctions. Yeah. And I think it's been a really interesting time for auctioneers and for auctions the last few months. And that's sort of what we wanted to talk with you about. It's been a big change. Uh, we've had to make a change, of course, with you know COVID and all of these new regulations that have come in. And digital auctions have been something which, um, to most people, has been born out of this um, situation. However, it's been something which coolies have been doing for a couple of years. Yeah, well, four years ago, we decided to start building a, an online auction platform. It was purely out of, I guess, to a certain extent, our frustration around the, the manual processes of auction. Whilst we wanted to retain the face-to-face -face experience with a buyer and give people the opportunity to communicate their bids to us in person, we also recognised that there were some people who were unable to attend an auction. We recognised that we often had situations where vendors were not able to be at the auction, buyers were not able to be at the auction. Um, we also wanted to move away from registering bidders on pen and paper and giving people bidding cards and we wanted to digitise that whole process. So uh, as I said, four years ago, we started building uh, an online auction platform. We, we actually called it Cooley Now because our auction business is called Cooley Auctions. 
Cooley Now was the right uh, business name because it was us. It was Cooley. After about uh, six months or not even that long, I reckon it was probably after about a month, we realized far out, this is going to cost a lot more than we thought. Um, we better change the name of this and call it auction now to try and uh, to try and monetize our investment into that online auction platform. So it was always built with the intention to run alongside our live performance, whether it be at the house or whether it be in an auction room. During the COVID period, it was a it was a, a great asset to our business and, and remains a great asset to the industry. But we learn a lot during this during this COVID period. How have you seen the, the buyers and sellers respond to this? I, I imagine when you, you bring in such different technology to what they're used to, as you said, they're, they're used to pen and paper, meeting there on the day and, and getting the pre-registration done and, and expecting to bid live on site. How have you find things, obviously, doing it with yeah, Matt, technology? Yeah, I guess from, from the, the online technology's point of view, even though we were great advocates of, of the technology over the past couple of years and probably even more so even over the past, say, 18 months, we we recognised that agents weren't really ready to make a, a complete move to an online auction platform. A lot of vendors didn't really understand what an online auction was and they were like, what's this online auction thing? I, that doesn't work for me. Um, I just want to remove my property from the market altogether yeah. or, or I'd like to um, – I'm not going to run an auction. I'm just going to run a, a for sale campaign, put a price on it because I'm in control of that. And we had a lot of buyers that were understanding of the fact that we weren't able to be at the property and run an auction. And probably the biggest pool of people that adapted the most were the buyers. The buyers were actually quite welcoming of being able to, to bid via the technology, um, bid from their mobile phone or from a, their computer at their home. Um, but I also noticed that different markets responded differently to the online auctions. So, for example, here in the eastern suburbs where we are today, um, I feel that the response towards online auctions um, was quite negative. Um, well, maybe negative isn't the right terminology, but that certainly wasn't very positive. They were they're a very conservative market. Um, a lot of uh, older community that really like to do business by shaking hands and being face to face. Um, and you know, we're also talking about different value of property. And we really found that that upper end of the market struggled um, with with the idea initially with the idea of moving to a, an online auction. Whereas you take say the inner west of Sydney, um, lower average sale price, still still a very strong market, driven a lot by uh, investors, um, first home buyers, second home buyers. Um, you know, average sale prices in and around that sort of one to one and a half million dollars, and I know that's still a lot of money, but that demographic of seller and that demographic of buyer actually responded really well to the online auctions and I think that at the end of the day you've you've got an asset you've got a property that you want to sell and it's about how do I get the best result for this property in the market that I have at the time and at the time we couldn't do an auction as we know it but but you were still allowed to have a look at a property, albeit by one-on-one um, inspection. Um, buyers were able to identify the fact that they liked the property, they fell in love with it, they wanted to buy it. 
the fact that it was an online auction or whether it was an auction at the house or whether it was a private treaty negotiation to the buyer didn't really care. They liked the house. Well, there's far less at stake really for the buyer, isn't there, in that first instance? You know, they've got the the chance of maybe missing out on the property, but they're not putting their property up. So you can understand why that would probably be uh, a little bit slower for a seller to get their head around the whole process. Yeah, but what we certainly noticed that as the weeks progressed, that I think a lot of agents also felt like, what's this whole online auction thing? What What is this all about? So it took a lot of um, guidance from companies like us to try and train and and guide agents to help them understand what an online auction was. To be frank, we, this system was never designed for it, for you to be calling an auction, was never intended to be calling an auction in front of a camera with no one live in the auction room. Um, so it, it took some, it took some uh, getting used to by the auctioneers also. Look, I guess what I'm getting at is that once everyone got used to it and they realised that this was the new norm, people started feeling comfortable with it. And the, the, the further the weeks went on, the more comfortable buyers started feeling with it. The restrictions had, had been uh, lifted a lot earlier than we initially expected them to be lifted. The market has certainly responded very positively to, to those restrictions being lifted. And what I mean by that is that we've, we basically saw, you know, Sydney auction clearance rates at 78% in February, 61% in March, 36% in April – you know, back up to probably somewhere around that 60 to 65% mark um, of what we'll see when the, when the May data comes out. I think it's interesting you say the new norm, and that's something we really wanted to talk about, is how you sort of see this all playing out from here. You know, how will the, the digital auction space interplay with the on-site auctions? How do you think? Well, there's, there's two different types of online auctions. Uh, that's probably the first difference that we really need to think about. There, there is what we call as our live online auction, um, and in the Auction Now platform, which is the platform that, that we developed, there is what we call as our Buy Now auction. So the live online auction works absolutely beautifully in conjunction with a live performance. So you can be at the house or in an auction room. The auctioneer can be calling the auction. You can give buyers and sellers the choice to be able to tune in from any device anywhere in the world in real time, I, I might add. So there's zero time delay. What you are watching on your mobile phone in Victoria to what you're seeing in Terrigal on, on, from the auctioneer is calling is in absolute real time. You, you're talking hundreds of a second in time difference. So that's the first thing. The, the, you give people choice. The second thing is if a buyer wants to bid online, they can. They've got a choice to do that. The agent is always in control of what they allow and what they don't allow. But I think you know the industry has moved certainly towards giving people choices, um, why would a vendor not want to open their property up to more people across more markets all over the world? Why would they not want to do that? Why would a buyer want to have someone bid for them at an auction when they can actually just, because they can't be there, when they can actually bid for themselves? Like, why would we not empower people to bid for themselves? So that's that's the first thing. So to answer your question about you know how's the technology going to evolve and is it here to stay, I believe the answer to that is absolutely yes, that it runs beautifully in conjunction with a live auction. The second part to that is the buy now auction, which is probably more of what the listeners would assume is an online auction. I think so, and, yeah. And frankly, what an online auction really is. I mean, the industry kind of adapted and started using words like live online auction because 
let's face it, um, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, came out and said, you're not allowed to do an auction. It's got to be online. So uh, everyone came up with this great idea that you could do a live online auction, which was via the digital platform, which which it was, and it, and it fell within the, the realms of what we were able to do and, and what we couldn't do. But the buy now auction is really more of a timed online auction. Now, I, get, I think that's really more of what listeners would be used to um, in, a, in an eBay style, in a graze online, buying bottles of wine, for example, horse auctions at English Just something sales. a bit more expensive. Well, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not more expensive than the horses. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not more than the horses, but the, the timed online auction works that you have a start date and an end date. You do need an, a licensed auctioneer to oversee that auction. So that, that's what actually enables you to call it an auction. You can control minimum bid increments. You can have that auction open for 15 minutes or you can have that auction open for three or four weeks. The auction is very fluid in that you can move the auction date back, you can bring the auction date forward and subject to the level of interest in the property and how the campaign's going, you, you can judge that interest and then adjust your dates accordingly. And hence the reason why it had been branded a buy now auction in that if somebody makes an offer that's a good offer in the first week, they can literally buy it now because the agent has the ability to change that auction date, bring it forward, and it could literally close on that day, close a business at 5 p.m. So understanding the different types of online auctions I think is important. And I think from a for the buyers who are listening um, to this podcast, I think for them understanding you know, how to bid at an auction and, and what their benefits are of bidding online or what the benefits are of bidding in person I think is really critical for them to understand. Yeah. Did you find there was many teething issues when you first started out? Because I can imagine you went from, it was a program that you designed not realising that we're going to go through COVID and have that many people wanting to get on board with it. So I can imagine you would have had to roll that tech out for a lot of people. How did you find that? I didn't get a lot of sleep in the first couple of weeks. <laughs> I was doing, uh, we, we, we call them demos. I was doing demo after demo after demo after demo until we worked out that we just need to do one demo and record it and uh, create a webinar and say to everybody, you know, I'm not doing any more demos. You can uh, watch the webinar. It runs every day at 10 a.m. I think there was one Saturday you were just in tech support, wasn't there? Absolute, <laughs> absolute tech support. Uh, look, f- for the person who has spent the last four years designing, building, putting all of my intellectual property around auctions into an online platform, I was incredibly proud to see it working live in the field um, in a crisis situation. And, and I was incredibly proud. It had its challenges. There was one day there where our site um, crashed late afternoon. We had 10,000 people on the website in one day at one time. And so we weren't learnt a lot of things about um, bandwidth. We learnt a lot of things about um, technology. And, and that was something that I really lent on the, um, the developers um, and the support team that basically run the tech side of things. Um, to, to get that back on track and, you know, we, we worked tirelessly to make sure that we gave everybody the support, the best support we possibly could and, and the best platform that we possibly could. Um, so what, what did we learn during that process? Um, I, I learned that different buyers and different vendors have different levels of um, tech space in their, in their brains. Um, in that some people just get it. You ask somebody pre-register for an auction, you send them a web link and they pre-register in a matter of seconds and the, the registration's approved and it's all fine. You have other people that just get to roadblocks. For example, they've got to upload a copy of their driver's licence and it's just the thought of 
understanding how to take a photo of their driver's license and upload it to a platform or to, to change a, a JPEG file into a PDF file or they just don't they don't get it. And, and these were things that we learned. And and the reality is the tech needs to be easy and it can't be difficult. And they, and then you need to have as fewer roadblocks as you possibly can. Um we also understand that that different phone receptions in different areas did play a role and do play a role in the picture quality for, for what buyers are watching, yeah. so from the live performance. We also sacrifice, Auction House sacrifices a little bit of picture quality to make sure that the auction is literally streamed in real time. In, in a lot of other platforms that you see like Facebook Live and YouTube Live and, and these platforms, and, I, and I, I guess I can't go out and say they have, but in some cases, um, these platforms can have anywhere up to a three or five second time delay in, in what in what you are actually doing in Derrygal to what someone is seeing in a, in another country, where you know we really pride ourselves on the fact that that our our technology is in as real time as it possibly can be um, by watching on a on a tablet or a mobile phone device. Yeah. Um, anywhere around the world. Well, and we know as auctioneers, essentially five seconds is a lifetime in an auction. You know. Yeah. It is crazy what can change in that amount of time. So it needs to be absolutely up to the second. Yeah. Well, you think of yourself, like if you're going to place a bid on a property and you make the decision with two seconds to go, but in Derrigal, you, you've already dro- you've already put the hammer down. It's already sold. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. Um, so we, we really wanted to make sure that all the buyers who were, who were bidding online were bidding under the same terms um, as the person who was bidding live in person at the auction now when COVID happened everyone was bidding online so it wasn't as big of a deal but now that the restrictions have been lifted we're back to what the system was really designed to do yeah beautiful have you found that you've been able to spread yourself out a bit more call more auctions on a whether it be a saturday or midnight you do a a bit of midweek i think probably the the biggest thing that we're we're struggling with right now is that the lack of auction volume and not just auction volume the lack of property on the market which frankly is actually good news for sellers the good news for sellers is that the market remains, we feel, quite strong. I mean, I only had three auctions on the weekend and ordinarily I'd have anywhere between 12 and 15. So that gives you an indication of how much the volume is down. For me personally, as a personal auctioneer in our company, our volume is down significantly. Um, but also to give you an indication of how the market's doing, of those three auctions, one was in Birchgrove, we had 16 registered bidders. One was in uh, East Lakes. We had 14 registered bidders and one was in Paddington, um, Sydney, where we had three registered bidders. So across the board, I think on Saturday, our average number of registered bidders was like six and a half or, or certainly over six. And and that is a really good indication that um, there are plenty of buyers out in the market looking to buy. Now, I'll also go so far as to say that those the results of those properties were not Unre- they weren't unrealistic. They weren't stupid prices. Buyers are actually being very sensible about about entering the market, but there are good buyers out there looking to buy. And you know, good quality real estate sells well in any in any market. And I, I just cannot understand why somebody would not want to auction their property ever. And I just cannot understand why somebody would certainly not want to auction their property in this market. It is the absolute best time to be using auction as a strategy to create a deadline date to force the hand of a buyer to make a decision. Every buyer's agent is going to tell you that they love buying property off market and that they buy a lot of property off market and off market's their key to to, to doing deals. 
ask the buyer's agent the number one reason why they buy off the market because they feel like they're not competing against the market. So why in why would any vendor want to sell their property off market to give the, the buyer a better chance at getting a better deal amazes me. And I think that, that these vendors, they just feel like that they have a bit of security over um, or control over the over their listing, that they're not investing in a marketing campaign, that they're that, that I guess that they don't feel the pressure of coming on the market. When in actual fact it is that pressure of coming on the market and that investment in their marketing campaign, which I believe, truly believe, delivers them a better result on auction day. And I might also add, in the most transparent way possible for the buyer. Yeah. yeah. I've always found that, like in my experience as a listing agent, it's been a big misconception for vendors that they just probably don't know enough about auction and it's just a really uneducated decision when they decide, you know what, I'm just going to go the private treaty or the for sale method because I'm in control and I'm comfortable. But, you know, as we've seen many times, like we talked about last time, there's pest and buildings and everything else that can go wrong within that five days where, you know, auction, you're leading yourself to an unconditional contract. There's just so many positives to it that it is really difficult to see that some people just don't and even consider it. In the Auction Now um, platform, one of the big reasons why that Buy Now auction was developed was to actually be directed at the private treaty sale market. So those vendors that didn't want the fuss of or the live performance of an auction were able to get all the benefits of a deadline date, the auction terms and conditions by using the Buy Now auction. So low cost, low level of fuss, but get all the same benefits of that, that deadline date and creating that urgency ar- around it. But look, at the end of the day, an owner's investment in their marketing campaign is this exactly the same regardless of whatever method of sale that they choose. Hmm. Well, it certainly should be anyway if certainly they're going to do be. things properly. And I think it's, it's really good to, to see that essentially sellers have more choice at the moment. That's, that's what it boils down to. You know, they've got the option of both combining digital auctions with a live auction, the buy it now auction. They've got so many different ways that they can market the property. And as you're saying, Damien, with such little stock on the market, it actually seems like a really good time to be doing something. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more, Locke. I, I think that right now, and, and you'll see this right through spring, I, I think. A lot of people are talking about the fact that, you know, we might have a lot of property hitting the market in spring. I, I'm not convinced, to be frank. I, I, I often find that um, when there's hesitation, more people tend to hang on to property rather than uh, sell and transact. But markets are always driven by confidence and the from a buyer's point of view, and, and we talk about growth in markets, Buyers, uh, markets are driven by confidence and markets are driven by the ability to borrow. And if the banks are lending and buyers are able to borrow money and there's confidence, then we see boom markets. If there's no confidence and, and banks are being quite frugal with their lending policies, then we see markets contract. It's all crystal ball stuff right now as to what the market's going to be doing in spring and what it won't be. And But, but I'm of the opinion that while we know what we know right now is that there's not a lot of property on the market, market's doing quite well. Will there be more property on the market in spring? Yes, of course there will be. But is there going to be this unbelievable amount of property hit the market? I'm not convinced that that's the case. Um, I hope that it's the case because it'll mean more auction numbers. But um, I think from a, the good news for buyers is that if you're a buyer looking to buy, buy. And, and, and some might say, well, why would you say that when you know the market could fall? I mean, the reality is, Take a long-term view on the property market, not a short-term view on the property market. Buy in the areas that you want to live in. Invest in the markets that will give you good returns and and the markets that you feel are going to have good growth. 
um, and work out, you know, what's the right strategy for you as a, as a, as a purchaser or as an investor and, um, and look at what's going to yield you the best result. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that wraps up obviously the first part of the interview and just giving some people some insight to the digital auction. So thanks, Damien, for that. We really appreciate it. My pleasure.